This podcast is sponsored by the Social Enterprise and Crowdfunding Conference. Learn more at secfc.co. Hello, everyone. This is Devin Thorpe for Your Mark on the World, and we are extremely fortunate to have two power players in the social good and crowdfunding community with us today. We have Bri- Brianna DiGiamarino from Indiegogo. She is the uh, cause director, right? Is that right, Bri? Cause right. director at Indiegogo, and uh, clearly one of the key players at, at that uh, great company. And then we also have with us Elizabeth Johansson, and Elizabeth is the Director of Product Development at a remarkable company called Design That Matters that has recently been using Indiegogo to raise money for some remarkable stuff. And I'll, I'll let Elizabeth share the story, but uh, welcome, Bree and Elizabeth. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Devin. Thanks for having us. We're, we're excited to have you here, both of you. Elizabeth, why don't you tell us about your project? First, tell us about the technology that you're developing, This uh, the Penguin Oximeter is the one I'm thinking of. That's right. So uh, one of the biggest problems in global health right now is pneumonia. And surprisingly enough, it's the leading cause of death in children under five. So that means more than AIDS, malaria, tuberculosis, um, a big surprise to most people. And one of the big gaps is a, a technology that can easily diagnose children. And so it's a technology called pulse oximetry that's been around for nearly 30 years, but it just hasn't been well adopted to a low resource context where people don't have a lot of training, where it's a rugged context where there might be heat, dust, bugs, those kind of things. And so the the Pelican project we're undertaking is to adapt existing pulse oximetry technology so that it would be better suited for the developing world. Um, And so one of the kind of really new and innovative aspects is to go from something that monitors an infant for days to something that can do a quick check in one minute. So you could take one pulse oximeter and diagnose many, many different babies um, all in one day. Wow, that is a huge, huge uh, d- you know, departure from traditional thinking. Here in the developed world, everyone gets their own uh, oximeter. It's part of the plan. It's hard to be in the hospital without having one of those connected to your finger. Right. Uh, sometimes they connect them when you're visiting. It's uh, it's just so routine. So um, is the device really the same? It's just more portable, or have you done other things to simplify it for uh, use in a developing world setting? Well, the classic device that you'd see in a U.S. hospital is usually a big box. It has a display on it with the readout telling how much oxygen is in someone's blood. It also usually displays how many beats per minute for your heart. And then there's usually a long cable, and at the end of that cable is a sensor that's sort of like a sticker. And that sticker is wrapped around an infant's foot and then gives this sort of ongoing monitoring data about blood oxygen and and beats per minute. The way we've really transformed the device is to create something that can be put in the pocket. So the display, the sensor, everything's integrated. So instead of a big 
box bolted to the wall, you've now got everything all in your hand and you can take it from place to place. Um, there's also a rechargeable battery integrated and a lot of thoughtfulness has gone into it uh, with the team that we've been working on uh, at MIT and Rhode Island School of Design. Uh, they also thought what if someone loses the charger? Let's make it a technology that can be charged by any cell phone charger. So just a typical miniature USB and then plug in any charger in order to recharge the batteries. Wow, genius ideas, genius ideas. Well, Bree, can you give us a little update on how the crowdfunding campaign has gone for this? Have you been watching this closely? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this campaign actually went live just before Mother's Day and was very effective at rallying a moment that was already happening in the world to raise both dollars and awareness for what, what they're doing. Um, the Mother's Day initiative was so successful, actually, that the campaign very quickly uh, raised its initial goal. And they did that in part by integrating with Mother's Day, also by following best practices for nonprofits and any campaign using crowdfunding, which is to take your closest community, be it your existing donors, your uh, supporters, etc., and having them contribute to the first portion of your campaign up to 30% is, is what we recommend from your closest community within the first 48 hours. They've now far exceeded that first 30%, hit their initial goal, and have now more than raised twice their goal. That's fantastic. Congratulations, Elizabeth. That's really wonderful to see. Tell us a little bit about uh, the other kinds of things you're working on to put your this project into clearer context. What's going on at Design That Matters? Well, right now, one of the things that's helping us a lot uh, is around the Indiegogo campaign. So for us, we really saw Indiegogo as an opportunity to reach out and, and engage the crowd and the network that we already knew around the cause, but then to get them to come in as well to other events, to engage in volunteering for Design That Matters. Um, one of the, the main ways that we do our work is that we have a slim full-time crew, but in order to design the products, we work with um, student volunteers, professional volunteers, low bono contractors. So for us, community and network is everything. And so Indiegogo is really great because aside from raising the funds that help us cover and launch the initial part of the project, it's also helping us engage with our community and identify people who are really interested in this particular project so that we can then reach out and get all the other kind of resources we need in order to do design. That's wonderful. So what are some of the other projects you're working on? Uh, some of the other things we have, most recently we launched Firefly Phototherapy, and that's for newborn jaundice, so another newborn medical device. It launched back in October, and we've already treated over 2,000 infants in seven countries, um, all around Southeast Asia as well as Africa. So that's another piece of big news. And then also looking forward, around these medical devices, we're noticing a trend where communication technology we think could come into play for all global health devices. So we've been experimenting and working with some teams at hackathons and also student teams around what could we do if all of these devices could send us text messages. And if we could get that sort of data, um, how would we use that data to inform our decisions, either as donors, as hospitals, 
as designers, as manufacturers. Um, so those are a couple of the the kind of future and some of the other current products we're launching. Yeah. So does does uh, is Design That Matters a nonprofit organization or a for-profit business? We are. We're a nonprofit organization, but we work with a constellation of different partners in order to get our products all the way through impact. And so the most recent launch, Firefly Phototherapy, is a great example. We partnered with another nonprofit called East Meets West Foundation, who has a partnership with many hospitals in all of these different countries. And they provide training and they also provide equipment. Um, but then there's a third partner, which is a for-profit manufacturer in Vietnam. And so every Firefly unit, we license the technology to them. Every unit they create both covers the cost of the unit but also brings them some profits to incentivize them to continue their work and continue sure. expansion. That's great. Now, Bree, Indiegogo was founded with uh, a goal of doing a lot of different kinds of things, right? So it's been the great facilitator of crowdfunding for just about anything. What percent of what goes on on uh, Indiegogo is sort of cause related, or maybe we should start with which what percent falls squarely into the nonprofit bucket? Because I know you track that. Right. Well, yes, Indiegogo was founded on the belief that anyone anywhere in the world should have the chance to achieve his or her dreams and fund what matters to them. Uh, so we've really remained dedicated to that broad, open platform model, which has enabled us to grow a ton. We're now the world's largest global crowdfunding platform with right. campaign owners and contributors in over 220 countries and territories across a huge range of topics, as you mentioned. We tend to think about our projects in one of three categories, either creative, so those are the film, design, etc., or hardware technology, or cause. So cause ends up making up about a third of our work, um, generally at high levels, about a third, a third, a third. We love projects that cross boundaries. You can see with this example that it's a hardware and cause uh, project, sure. which is fantastic, and, and we love being able to be that open for projects just like that. So uh, how long have you been at Indiegogo, Bree? I've been at Indiegogo for about a year and a half, and I actually met... Tim, the founder of Design That Matters, in my previous role where I was an associate at the Draper Richards Kaplan Foundation, which is a social venture fund that invests in nonprofit entrepreneurs, of which Tim was one of the amazing people we selected to support and, and to give our funds and board seat to. Yeah, I recently interviewed um, the uh, Robert Kaplan, who's just Fantastic. a re remarkable guy, and uh, about that the work of the uh, found their foundation, great work, and uh, it's uh, exciting to see the connection between uh, you and them and Design That Matters. That's a fun, fun connection. Now, um, Bree, why is this important to you? What's the person at a personal level? Why do you care about this stuff? Well, I definitely believe that there's an opportunity to democratize access to funds and support that we're only at the tip of the iceberg of unleashing, and crowdfunding is a huge piece of that. So crowdfunding, yes, it's valuable for dollars, and I think that that's an interesting piece, but I actually get more excited about the engagement that happens with the project in the world 
for example, in this case, love the fact that it, this campaign is actually raising awareness that pneumonia is a problem in the world. I didn't even know that myself, that it was such a drastic challenge. So learning that and helping make me aware so that I can do more action in a positive way towards that is, is huge. Also like it from the perspective of the market validation because I think that there are places in the world where there's huge market, huge opportunity for new advancement, new innovation, but historic market forces haven't enabled us to quite reach those. But crowdfunding is enabling the value of multiple stakeholder groups, not just an investor perspective, but also people who care about something because of the purpose it has or who care about it because they care about where they're working and have a participation geography connection or any other reason that they want to support it can become involved and much like we've seen in this case uh, we're seeing a market validation for the work that Design That Matters is doing. Another example we have on the platform right now on Indiegogo is the Solar Roadways project which has raised over a million dollars to move forward a project that's turning roads into solar powered mm -hmm. powerhouses and, and collecting their data. They just hit a record today. They say they've set the record for the most donations ever on Indiegogo. Do you think that's the true true oh, uh, gosh, I don't know, but now that you said that, I'll have to go look at the data. You better go check I hope that. So. Let us know. But uh, yeah, we interviewed them uh, right here for your mark on the world uh, two weeks ago, just as their campaign was getting started. They've got great traction and really super cool technology. Uh, so it's fun to think about all the good things that people are doing and using. Uh, the uh, Indiegogo platform for. Now Elizabeth, why why did you guys choose to use uh, Indiegogo as opposed to another platform? I think for us Indiegogo is really well known in the sector in terms of promoting causes and for nonprofits. So part of it was getting that sort of recognition um, but behind that the reason it's so well used is that it's been set up really well for nonprofits to do this sort of fundraising and we really appreciated Indiegogo because in our staff um, we do have some people that have some design and graphic talents but it's not our strong suit and there's a lot of aspects of Indiegogo that are well tailored to kind of bring you along to craft a campaign that communicates really well and engages really well and looks really good and so we really like that about it. I think Indiegogo also has set up a lot of great tools to help people understand the the aspects of a campaign that make it more successful. So things like having a video, um, engaging your crowd ahead of time so that you can have that one-third of donations essentially ready to go on day one. Um, those kinds of pieces of advice were great. You know, we didn't, we felt like we were really part of the Indiegogo community and that they were going to bring us along and help make us successful along with everyone else. Yeah. Well, that's terrific. I, I am so grateful that you would both spend the time with me this afternoon. It's great to learn more about what you're doing and, uh, and to make the connection with you. I hope you will both keep us posted on your work, your future activities and your successes. We'll love to have you back and uh, keep posted on your great progress. So uh, let's, let's wrap up. Elizabeth, tell people how they can get in touch with you and support the good work that you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So you can see in my tagline here, we have a Twitter account. It's at DTM Tweets. Uh, if you go there, you can see a lot of activity around the Indiegogo campaign, and that's probably the easiest way for you to get there. If you do go to Indiegogo, if you search under the word pneumonia, 
our campaign usually comes up right at the top. So that's another easy way to get to us. And then we're also at designthatmatters.org. Terrific. And uh, Bree, for uh, just in case there's anyone that hasn't heard of how they can find Indiegogo, tell us about how to learn more about Indiegogo. Sure. So Indiegogo, it, one of the things we pride ourselves on is being very customer-centric. So we have a whole happiness team, support at Indiegogo, who can answer any sort of technical side questions. But we also love to talk with campaign owners for preparing to launch campaigns. Uh, Elizabeth and her team have been, honestly, a dream to work with because they are amazing learners and have iterated on their campaign every step of the way in implementing many best practices. Uh, so if uh, anyone wants to get in touch with me directly, I'm also very happy to do that. My Twitter is at Indiegogo Cause, and I'll, I'll be checking that. You're also welcome to email cause at Indiegogo.com uh, for a response from me or my team as well. So lots of different ways to get involved. The easiest and quickest is probably to go straight to our, our website and check out some of the campaigns that are there, learn more about Indiegogo. And then as the next step, I highly recommend downloading our playbook or, or checking out our playbook online, which has best practices for every step of the way running a strong campaign. Fantastic. Bree, thank you. Elizabeth, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Thanks, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. This is Devin Thorpe. Thank you for joining me today for this podcast, which was recorded during a live broadcast of this interview via Google Hangouts on Air. A video recording of the interview is available at youtube.com slash devonthorpe. You can learn more about the work of the Your Mark on the World Center at yourmarkontheworld.com. The one-of-a-kind social enterprise and crowdfunding conference on September 26, 2014 at the spectacular Snowbird Resort near Salt Lake City will bring together leaders from across the country in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. Register before August 31 for just $60 at secfc.co. The roster of speakers will include Rodney Sampson, author of Kingonomics, Francis Batista, the leading animal rights advocate, and other luminaries. See the full list of speakers at secfc.co. Social entrepreneurs attending the conference will have the opportunity to pitch real investors at the conference. Nonprofit leaders will also be given an opportunity to make a pitch for microgrants and to conduct a one-day crowdfunding campaign during the event. Learn more at secfc.co.